Stanton, we have Reginald Perriman, Shaka Williams, and we are Tasari. This is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. Real estate. Yes. So, um, what's going on? Everything. No, I'm about to say it, bro. Everything, <laughs> everything. everything is going on. <laughs> like what? That's his slogan. Yeah, everything. Like, what's going on? Everything. Every, everything. everything. Like what? Everything every day. I'm gonna put that on the shirt. Don't bite my style. I don't even. No, I shouldn't gonna, have said it. Every time it. y'all put something on a shirt, I'm gonna go get one made and put Legacy Park on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna buy the dot com for it. Yeah, so I got I some. Sell dom- it back to you. I got yeah. some domains that went up in value. Yeah. So people, when we talk about investing in real estate, you can invest in digital real mm-hmm. estate, and I have. Um, I brought a couple dot coms that I was going to use and didn't sell. And then they'll be like, um, this is worth such and such or check the value. Yeah. And I think they let you, I think GoDaddy actually let you test to see what it was held mm-hmm. for or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's dope. Flipping domain Flip- names. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Flipping ain't easy. <laughs> right. Flipping ain't easy. Um, all right. So, um, I wanted to ask, is the it says what is the benefits um of staying in the industry when the market is down? I feel like that goes that goes here. Yeah. It um the benefits is you you get to you get to recover from any of your losses, but you get to learn the market better. So like if it's if the market is down, if it changed from what you was used to you get to see a different side of the market and you create a different skill set. So real estate is one of them things where from realtors and investors, and we said before where if it's good, everybody is in it. Good meaning it's easy, the novice can do it. But when it gets more difficult, then only certain people can withstand the market, right? But then you create a new skill set and when the market turns back around, you like 10 times better than everybody else because you like you picked up extra knowledge, right, that other people don't yeah, have. Yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. That's kind of like looking at the glass half full versus empty. You know what I mean? Because I, I would prefer to just stay in a thriving market. But, Why do I want to go through would, a dip to learn something? But, <laughs> we but would market, prefer that, but yeah. I mean, once you, once you get out, so once you in the market and you like, okay, I'm going to wait till the market's good again, you you lose all the op, all those opportunities in between. So you're saying, okay, so you're saying, all right, um, don't just be in it when it's like don't run to get out of it because the perception is that it's bad. I'm married to the game because it's not I'm bad. So game. that's Everybody. we keep we got we got to make sure that we're careful with keep saying down market and stuff like that, yeah, right? Because it's, it's not a down market. Um, it's just a different market. Than what we've been used to in the last couple years. Right. Down market. Only time we. Only time I've seen a down market is when it was actually really down, which when it was wasn't in two thousand eight ish. That was a down market. It was down. That was a drop. Some, no. You know what I'm saying? That that was like a fall off the cliff type of thing. It was. It <laughs> was down for some people, but yeah. a lot of a lot of people was buying a lot of properties. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of realtors were selling. Not a lot of realtors were selling, but a lot of yeah, a lot of realtors were still. We were selling a whole lot of properties. I don't think it, that was bad people, for the majority of people in the nah, world. Not just people, realtors, everybody. It was homeowners. It was, it was uh, bad. Buyers, sellers. That was a down market. That's the only no, time I seen like, anything like it that. It was it was bad for a lot of people, but it was great for other people. And it's always like that. For, this for, it is. What we what we're what we were in the past couple years was just more of an even balance, but even it, balance. It, it, we yeah. were just so far to the seller side, man. It was crazy. You know, what I mean, it's not real. So I, I feel like the market that we were just in the last right. couple years that was a fake. You know, what I mean, it was made up. Yeah, because uh, you had once you know? in a lifetime interest yeah. rates, right? Yeah. But when you say the down market, you got to think like so. If you were a listing broker doing REOs. If you had a preservation company where you just went in and did trash outs, rekeys, cut lines, shovel snow, you made a lot of damn money during that time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of that, a lot of people lost their homes. Mm-hmm. But there were other, there were tons of other job opportunities that came up then that are not around now. So at that, what, what at the that reason level. I was so. I guess so. All right, we trying we splitting here, trying to figure out what we considering down market, right? So what I'm considering a down market would be when the majority of people mm-hmm. are taking losses. Yeah. So in 2008, the majority, actually the overwhelming majority of people were taking losses. You had a few people that are doing what you were saying, right? Right. That they were in the they were the minority, right? So we got the opposite going on right now. Like yeah. the majority of people are not about to take losses. The majority right. of people gonna be fine. You got right. a few people that's not gonna do well because they didn't set themselves up to do well when they had uh, the once in a lifetime opportunity. You know what I'm right. saying? So, but, w- well, let me let me clarify what I mean. So we are talking about down market versus then as far as property values being down. Versus a good or bad market. When I mm-hmm. say good or bad, I mean good meaning that it's so good that the amateur can come mm-hmm. in and be somewhat successful mm-hmm. or highly successful. Um, a bad market, it takes more skills to navigate that market to get that level of success. Which is a good market for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But a down market is when the values are down, there's a lot more distress. And a good market is when... Is more even, or people are there's there's no distress really in the market mm-hmm. like now, right? Right. So those are the difference between a down and up market and a good and bad mm-hmm. market. So so right now we are not in the down market. I mean we're in the uh, so what are we in right we're now? In based on that, we're yeah, average, I, we're still at, we're, everything is average. Yeah, you can like, be average and make average income. You can have an average home and get an average. So for me, it's a, I feel like it's a, about to be a good market because I have less competition, right? <clears throat> so in both ways, from the construction side and mm-hmm. on the realtor side. So I'm not big on social media and, and all that type of thing, right. right? We just discussed how people find a lot of their um, uh, contractors or their realtors, right? They go on social media and it's a popularity contest, right? right. And then you get, and you got so many people, right. you know what I'm saying? So... Uh, now, so let's say we had a hundred realtors and a hundred contractors, right? Uh, and it's thriving. I mean, in the past few years, now we got we're down to fifty already, right? right. We're down to fifty realtors, fifty uh, contractors. That's good for me. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I feel like this is going to be a that's good for all of us because I feel like this is going to be a, a good market for us. Right. Uh, but back in two thousand eight, I that was it was bad. For, yeah. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you went from a hundred to three. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying it was uh it was it was bad. This is totally different. Yeah, but when, <laughs> when you go back to 2008, if you asked investors that had money, they were in love with that market. Rich people always are. So we yeah. always had that. That's when you. That's and always. then if you asked the realtors that knew how to find the rich people mm-hmm. and was doing business with them, they were in love with that market because mm-hmm. they sold a lot more properties. For sure. Right. Um, if you ask, if you ask the first time buyer that had never owned a home. And they just seen the home two years ago was 150. Now they can get it for 75. Mm-hmm. They were in love with that market, and they really in love with this market because they selling their house for 250. Right, well, right. They already sold so, it. Right. Yeah. right, they still got it. So, they made a mistake. Right. I think it's really about with who you are in that market mm. at that time. I just feel like if you ask the person that that brought their home in 05. Mm-hmm. And then for two hundred thousand, and in two thousand and nine, it was one thirty five. But they just said, "Forget it, I'm gonna stay here." Mm-hmm. And they in that house right now, and they look at their property value now. They like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." Mm, no, because they, was they selling some... it for. Th- mm. uh, no, no, they because they, they getting three fifty for it. They like, nah, you're not getting three fifty. No, your, your, you... the market is not that much. So in two thousand and five, when we was buying and selling, so you was the market. If you bought or sold, so I'm gonna go my max there. So like one twenty, one twenty five. Them houses they may be worth like one fifty now, but it took you. Uh, that was hard. You know, you had to go through hard years to get no, it to did, that additional twenty five thousand. What you think? If you pay one twenty five and oh five for a three bedroom brick brick ranch in Southfield, so one twenty five in Southfield and oh five, what is that house worth now? Two thirty. But you didn't right. pay uh one twenty five back then. And I'm, I'm I can use You said in two in oh five, no, you did not pay one twenty five back pay? then. Mm-mm. You probably paid two hundred. Two hundred, right? Yeah. All right. And what was your monthly payment? High as hell. Because interest rates was high as hell then. They was higher like, than they are right now. Like seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred, right? With uh, your but then that's your um your, where was you gonna your property go, taxes and insurance. Where was you going to go rent for 1700 Probably the same area at that time, yeah, right? Yeah. No, we're not arguing that. So I, I hear you, right? Yeah. But I'm saying, though, if... So I, I can only use the market I was in. So I was right. in Pontiac investing, right? Right. And the areas where I was investing, uh, houses was like 125 to 150 Right. Uh they are still there right now. They just got back to there again. You might, but that's you know, why I say different areas is different. I, I think that people who bought property, let's say a person who oh, bought a house in 2005, if they still have that property today and didn't sell it, they have a lot of equity. Um, Paid down I brought or my did house they make? Both. Mm. They've paid down the mortgage mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. and now the value has increased from that time. By a lot. Yeah, it depends I'd say on the area. About, by like what, 10, 15 percent? Oh, if not you no, nah, if you if you brought in Royal Oak in 05. Sir, okay. 
Southfield. Yeah. No, I'm still then, thinking about Southfield. Yes. Yeah, Southfield, some parts of Detroit or Ferndale. Play, places that, but if you yeah. brought like in Ferndale, Hazel mm-hmm. Park, Royal Oak, uh, Farmington, Farmington Hills, yo, whatever you pay, oh five, you some areas double. We're gonna you look know that up. Saying? So we gotta do some research on this. Yeah, I mean, well, no, we, I, I, I brought a property mm-hmm. to the table. So a good example is the Woodingham property over in Bagley. It right. was owned by my mom. She sold that property for one eighty something, and I think that was oh, I gotta look back at the data, but I believe it was like oh six or seven or something right. like that before that. No, two thousand four. Okay, when it was. And um, today. That if if that person so that house flipped a few times since then, but if that same person who bought it for the one eighty, if they right. still had it, that same house is worth two fifty right now. Right, mm. and that's considerable. So every every area was different. I'm just saying, looking back at that market, I'm not saying people didn't take an L and people didn't have distress and it was bad. It was bad for majority of the people, mm-hmm. but there's people and we we talking about sticking through a market and mm-hmm. everything. It was people that just stayed, like people that was paying eleven, twelve hundred a month for their payment and they like, oh this is too high because all the values went down from one twenty five, now they forty thousand. I'm not gonna pay eleven hundred. But then they'll yeah, go I out that was a herd mentality. I feel like that was yeah. a big part of some of the recession. Oh. But then they'll go out and rent a property for a thousand a month and now they look back like dang my house I let my house go over there. I remember I owned the house and it went down. To so I'm gonna give 40. you an alternative. I hear you. Y'all talking yep. about the homeowner, right? But I was an investor, right? That owned uh, several houses, right? Let's say mm-hmm. I got twelve houses I own, right? And I got I'm paying my interest rate is nine percent, right? Right. And I may I may even be on an arm, right? Right. So uh, my mortgage was already high as hell and it's going to increase. Yeah, the rents didn't really go up that much then. Right. So you so in order for you as for me as the investor to stay afloat, what was I going what what can you do as the investor in that situation? Cuz you taking the L on the rent now. Yeah. Right? Cuz you taking the, the uh, L on, yeah, flow. negative cash flow and your negative value equity. went down. Right? You get what I'm saying? So that, that was a bad market. Like, you know what I mean? I hear what yeah, you Yeah, it was a, it was a bad market, yeah. but was it a bad market or did you just buy the properties bad? No, Cause bad would market. You, would you buy those properties the same way in the same the same way you finance those homes? Yes. Then you would finance them yeah. now? I would do it Knowing the same thing. Knowing what you know thing. now that the market can change like that? Yeah, because that market changed like we said it was a cliff. Right. That's not, you know what I'm saying? There was no balance that happened. But, we just like literally was one thing was happening, and the next day it wasn't. How no much? More. How much equity was in them homes when you bought them? Uh, I, um, I can't remember, but was I, it was it more than twenty or thirty? I was doing the bird. I was doing the bird back then. So, right. um, I was buying it. So what I was, so I came in. Right. Uh, I had a certain amount of cash. Right. Bought two or three houses. Right. And then uh, fixed them up. Uh, cash out refied, then yep. went to go buy my next houses. So when right. you're doing that, you know you insure. Back then, you can go ninety percent um, loan to value. Right. right. Actually, you can go hundred percent loan to value. But I was going ninety percent loan to value. So now it's only probably ten percent equity in there because you're using the next money to go uh, buy your next properties. Right. You get what I'm saying? Did you have any friend clear? Uh, no, not 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 towards the end. All right. Not towards the end. So the difference is now they only allow you like about seventy percent. Eighty. 
80 percent mm -hmm. max so mm -hmm. you got 20 percent so that's the difference mm -hmm. you got properties now that's free and clear yeah well i buy, I buy different now that's why i asked you <laughs> well what i'm saying so be, but, but, but I, what i'm saying is because the, i'm not burning so right but people but, that's burned but, is buying the same way but but what i'm saying is everybody learn a lesson when they go through that adversity right oh, for sure and there's even though you got some of the same strategies, you're not doing everything. I'm not burning, but they telling exactly. everybody to burn. So the burn is what they telling everybody to do. But that's why we telling do. people to listen to the show because we telling y'all, look, yeah. if y'all don't, this could change overnight, mm -hmm. right? Don't if you if you can't have like thirty percent or more equity, you probably shouldn't be trying that. Thirty five percent. Yep. Yeah. Thirty percent is being um, aggressive. Right. But I don't see us have so that was a uh, probably a once in a lifetime event as well though so that's yeah, why I'm but, saying that's bad. But what I'm saying is being wise and being in the game as long as we have, mm -hmm. we always have to be prepared for that. For sure. And then when you look at your portfolio of properties, just think back if you had like six or seven properties at that time that was free and clear, mm -hmm. and you like okay I'm positive on these. I'm negative $50 or negative $100 on these, you would have been able to balance that out. I don't think it would have been worth it. Well, I mean, you know, you but that's to, your personal choice. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying, on paper, if you got, um, got 20000 coming in and you got to pay 15000 out versus having... Fifteen thousand out, and you only got fourteen coming in. They can keep you that. like keep it. Right? I would do the same. But if thing you had again. twenty thousand coming in versus fifteen collectively with your whole portfolio, mm -hmm. you probably would have been like, I can, I can withstand this. No, if, I would have do the same exact thing. They can but have that would have been you. But them, what I'm saying you know. is, knowing what you know now, if you had a certain amount of properties that was free and clear, it would allowed you the option to do that. The only thing I would have done different. Is. Would it had allowed you the option to do that? Yes, but okay. I don't think it was a good option, though. <laughs> yes, I don't think it was a good option. But the only thing I would have done different right. is I would have sold all my houses. So And I could have sold everything yeah. and just, like, broke even yeah. and then walked away. But, you know, being... Ego wouldn't let you huh? sell break even? You said what? Your you ego know. wouldn't let you sell yeah. and break even? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was just, it was pretty much, yeah. It was like, nah, you know what I mean? This ain't, <laughs> you know, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Even though I wasn't really breaking even because I mm -hmm. already got the money. Yeah. Right? I, I went and did the cash out uh, refinance. Right. So it wasn't even breaking even. Um, yeah. At that time, I felt like uh, the person who was coming to buy the houses was trying to take advantage of me. Right. Which they were. Right? They yeah. Was, but I should have let them take advantage of me because... I would have won in in the long run. Yeah, then it wouldn't have been taking advantage yeah, of you. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, so yeah. we were talking about flipping ain't easy. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, that's part of well, it. Well, yeah, because that's what I'm getting ready to get into. Like, <laughs> should we be so? Uh, it's a lot of people basically right now. Like, yeah, wait, 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 don't buy, don't buy. Um, and then they're saying if everybody is saying don't do something, then what happened to the model of like that's when you're supposed to be doing it. Right. Is that the state we're in right now? Yes. Or are we in yeah. the way? Oh, okay. Because yes. mm -hmm. everybody was jumping into everything from real estate to crypto because they mm -hmm. had the fear of missing out on something. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like that. The The world is built, the world finances is always built on suckers, mm -hmm. right? So when you had the gold rush and all the fools go, when you read those stories, everybody was going out west. They was going broke getting out there. Everybody was searching for gold, right? And only a small percentage of people made it through. 
It's just like that with everything we're talking about now. Everybody was searching for it. Now they see, oh, it's harder to dig. Oh, I need equipment for this. Oh, I can find a little bit of gold, but not enough to make sense. It's a bad investment. So now you need a skill set. So now it's not you're not going to find these good deals everywhere. And then if the market does go to the point where you can find extremely cheap, extremely cheap properties everywhere, now you got to identify which property is going to give you the best return because hmm. you don't want to tie your money up on some garbage, right? So it's... It's, I think people should still be looking for, you should never stop looking for deals. Because once you get out the game for six months, a year, you start losing that um, that instinct, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. where you can just start identifying stuff off the top of your head. So how do you buy the right property, um, and especially in like this change in market? Like what's the right uh, formula or does the formula change? Nope. Stick with it. You stick, stick with, with the same formula. formula. If, yep. you, if the formula worked before, stick with it. And the reason we're saying it's 65% is because, so 70% I feel like is aggressive. Right. And that's based on what happened to us in 2008, right? Right. Is we're seeing that the 20% the equity in the house, that's not enough. That's not enough cushion. But 35% is good. Now, if I would have right. had 35% cushion yeah. during that time, and uh, yes, uh, I could have. Persevere. I could have stayed in there and, and kept everything. Right. You know what I'm saying. But with the you know only having ten to twenty percent. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just stick with the. I mean, as long as we stick with our um program, right? We're gonna be we're gonna make more money because we're gonna have less competition. You yeah. Know what I mean? And then you got to stay with your your formula. Whatever your percentages work. Don't people get caught up? Oh, it's. Um, it's fifty thousand to buy it and thirty thousand to rehab. Oh, they got an offer on it. Somebody bid fifty five thousand. Then you come up to fifty six. Oh, it's only another six thousand. No, your numbers don't work no more. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, do so, it. Yep. Yeah. Can't be. So yeah, that's the one thing you did learn is no emotions at all. I don't have no emotions. I don't care about houses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This I don't like people be really loving the house and you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm not in, in love with. With the house at all, I'm I'm in love with the money and what the house can do for me, and yeah. if it can't do what I need it to do for me, then I don't want it. So Shaka is saying, don't have no passion projects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never. As an investor, them the Never. ones that them the ones that kill you. Yeah, they hmm. waste your time. Greed, that, greed, greed, and passion is what's gonna kill most of your flips. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just want to put this into it. I think it'll look so beautiful. I want to flip that house. And the, and, the, <laughs> and the buyer's like, this is ugly. What made them do this? You know what I'm saying? I seen one house where they had like two sinks and then it's like three windows. This in the bathroom. It's, but they two small sinks. Um, I can't even. They look like two sinks that would be like in a half bath, mm -hmm. like the first floor half bath off the side door and some little <laughs> the small skinny, baby yeah, yeah, like eighteen. What was it four, four inches, four whatever, yeah. four feet? Yeah. But it's two of them, and then it's like three big windows in the bathroom, and then it's a shower. It's just like a funky design. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who thought of that? Mm -hmm. And I can just think somebody. Oh, this gonna be nice. It's gonna be his and her mm -hmm. sinks, but this the wrong his and her sinks. Right. <laughs> like it's the wrong size. Huh? Yeah, it's baby sinks. Exactly. So, are you? Is, is that where it goes wrong? The passion project projects. Um, just going outside of the formula. 
I think you going in wrong because they don't even have a formula. So they, they, yep. they're they buying uninformed. Or like I get the investors that come from out of town. I want to buy in this area because I think it's coming up and I want to be part of Detroit's comeback. And they like, I think Amazon is going to be over here. I think, I think, I think. And I believe, I believe. And I'll be like, them just the wrong trigger words. Mm. Like, what what's your budget, right? Oh, well, it depends and all this. And I'm like... No, you got to have a formula. Like, if that formula don't work over here, you can, yeah, you could spend 20000 on this house and it'll be worth 150 10 years from now. But you could have also spent that same amount of money somewhere else and made it to 400000 over the next 10 years because you went to a market that was already thriving instead of just sitting here waiting for um, a hope and speculating. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be the one like say I got I made it here first. Remember they do like I I posted first or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's what everybody want to be. Everybody want every people treat real estate sometimes like GameStop and AMC stocks, right? Like oh it it went up to this. Then everybody jump in. You was never even thinking about investing in GameStop mm-hmm. before then. Like you ain't look at the balance sheets. You ain't see if they're earnings. Made sense. None of that. They P ratio. You didn't look at none of that. You just seen, oh, it's blowing up. I'm going to get in at 40 and it's still going up. And then people got in and lost their money because they was late. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it goes wrong. I feel like it goes wrong at the beginning. Uh, people going into investing with no strategy. All right. So we need a strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And then how about financing it? Financing it? You just can't be over leveraged. Like you gotta. You want to put all your cash into it? It depends on the price, and it depends on what else I got to do with my money. But most of the times, no, not on the flip. I never want to put my money in in the mm-hmm. flip. So I always get the investor asking or the lender, "Well, how much you want you want to put in? Mm-hmm. Zero dollars and zero dollars. cents. I don't want to put nothing in it. Yep. And uh, that's just how I. That's something that I did learn. I learned right. that from two thousand eight. Um, you know, even though I, I mean, I did I had a lot of my money invested in that, but yeah, now I mean, just because you had the money, don't mean I want to uh, risk it all. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I don't have to, and I can borrow somebody else's money and risk their money. I'll I'll put ten <laughs> to twenty percent into it. They get they get money, so this is this is the reality. You got to keep this in mind. The people, the banks, and the lenders that are lending mm-hmm. us money are make they're taking the risk, and based on them taking that risk, they're making money off of it. You know what I right. mean? So they took the risk. Right. Uh, I'm willing to pay your your um, interest and whatever your fees and your points for you to take the risk. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and part of the risk is if the market was to fall off tomorrow, you're going to lose your money. Right. I don't want to lose mine. Are, are they investors investors or are they partners? They investors. You have both. So you have you have your partner, your private money lenders, your hard money lenders. So... I don't mind putting ten to twenty percent of my own money in the deal, cause yeah, it just it especially on a flip because I'm doing this to get this back in a short period of time. A buy and hold, I don't mind putting ten to twenty percent in the deal, cause it's just money that's accumulating over time. But you do have more risk, so yeah, the least amount of money you can put in, the better, mm-hmm. I think, cause you have. So if I had a hundred thousand dollars to invest. I would want to spread that hundred thousand dollars out between five or ten houses, 
versus buying one hundred thousand dollar home or a eighty thousand dollar home or whatever. I would rather spread it out over several homes. And then now my portfolio is a little bit more balanced. So one property may not be performing, but the other ones are. And then it leaves me that cushion. For sure. Now they are they are definitely not partners, but they always want to be a partner. I hate that. About uh, so we, th- those are bad lenders, the ones that always <laughs> want to partner up with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I'm paying you a fee. I'll pay you a fee for your money. Right. I'll pay you your your points and your interest, but you're not getting half or any percentage of my profits. You know what I'm saying? At that point, I will use my own money. So if I'm doing that, then I may as well use my own money. Right. Mm. Uh, so what's up? Do, can a uh, how do you um, help people to find, like, the right lenders, especially if they're using, like, private lenders? Like, um, can those individuals, like, overstep? Kind of like what you said, if they want half or if they want to become partners. Like, what's some other ways that, you know? Well, if you're a new, if, if you a new investor and you got to ask that question, you probably shouldn't partner with somebody else's money, meaning, like, it's really a partnership. That maybe, like, they're putting up, the money and you're putting a deal together and y'all going to split it at the end. If you brand new, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Right. Cause you don't have enough experience to not lose their money. Um, but see the, the thing with a hard money lender, it somewhat protects you. Right. Cause for one, they not going to loan you money. They're only going to loan you 65, 70% of the, of the ARV anyway. So you already got your profit built in they not going to give you all the money up front for repairs. They're going to pay it out as the work is getting done. So it's almost like you got somebody coaching you through the process. But with a partner, if we come in 50-50, I, I probably wouldn't do that as a new investor. Because unless that partner knows what they're doing, and I went out and found a deal, and I'm doing all the, the, the legwork, like meeting the contractors and all that stuff, but... Yeah, I don't think that's a good deal the for mo- a lot of people. The moment you hear the investor or the lender say they uh fifty fifty or any percentage of the profits, yeah, then I I run away from them. I don't even want to yeah. talk to you no more. How about when they tell you about how to buy the house or what your I mean? Well, it depends. So like what Reggie just was explaining, he's saying if you're a novice coming in and if you have that person, they're trying to secure their money. Right. right, and they if they're walking you through and make sure that their money is secure and you can still make money off of their money, then you know if you knew you can do that. Okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong. What with about that. if you're not new? If you're not new, then you don't. We don't have to do that. You okay. know what I mean? I mean, we may not be able to borrow from that uh, lender, but we don't. We don't need that. Uh, I don't have to listen to them. Yeah, if you want to make your own decisions, you need your own money. Somebody, yeah. if you borrow people's money, they gonna dictate what properties you buy, or They'll say you can buy that property, but we're only gonna loan. It may not even be 65, 70%. They may say we're only gonna loan 50%. Now you gotta come up with the rest. Since you gotta come up with the rest, we're gonna see how much you really like this project. Mm-hmm. So what right. if you're willing to come up with the rest and they tell you that you can't? Then they don't want to lend They you. really don't want to lend to you. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to yeah, get to? Basically, they, 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 they don't that know how project. to tell you no. They don't know how to just yeah. say, no, nah, I don't wanna lend you the money. You yeah. I mean? you if you're getting right too much away. pushback from a lender on a property, it's probably not a good investor. Lenders are loaning based on what the numbers are now. I don't care if you was, if you were buying in the North End three years ago, a, a 
2,500 square foot colonial and you was buying it for $40,000, most lenders would have told you no. You buy that same house now for $40,000, they'd be rolling over to give you money, Mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, they were not loaning money back then based on what it could be. They're loaning on what the market is now. So you can't be mad at that because you're using their money. So sometimes you have to invest your money in whatever your projection is of the market and some lenders are just not gonna. Right. All right. That. So we figured out the where we gonna get our money from. What about contractors? How do we do that? As far as how yeah, you find pray. it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I mean, pray. for real. The, the reality is, I've been looking. So uh, I've been. I normally don't pay attention to other people's um, projects, but I've been getting a lot of calls, and so I've been seeing every like other people's projects, right? Yep. And I'm like, damn, that's a drastic um, difference. You know what I mean? In quality, uh, the amount of time it's taken. Um, contractors is a, is a tough one. I'm a, it's hard to find good contractors. I'm gonna tell you the best thing to do if you see if you see other investors, go to like investor groups and ask them who's their contractor. Now you have some investors if they like doing a lot of jobs. They don't really want to give up their contractors because they like, I don't want to distract them from my stuff. But if you go to like the investor meetup groups, you'll find either the contractors will be there looking for business or the other investors will know. And then ask the investors, can you come see their project so you can see the quality of work? The, the thing is, though, with new investors, you really don't know. You know, you know what looks good, but you don't always know quality. Mm-hmm. Right. You see the floor down, but you don't know that floor is not really level. And in two or three oh, weeks, crack. you're going to see cracked tiles. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's hard to determine. But go to a couple job sites um, when you go on the MLS or somebody you're looking at properties that's like completely redone. Maybe you see them on Zillow or Realtor sent you some flips. Then go ask them who did the work on these properties and. Just don't be, um, just don't be sticker shot when That's you find out the say. best I was waiting on you to stop. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, the reason. So them investor groups, uh, I would, I don't know, I would take that with a grain of salt as well, because uh, right. I, so I pay attention to them. I'm, I'm in there to pay attention. So when I first, well, got I'm not on talking about the online. I'm talking about going to the actual. Oh, meeting. Like, like MR, yeah, yeah, like where you would meet. But even there too, though, they do the same thing. That's all based on who they put their friends there. But you just got to be, um, so I think what a lot of investors do, not even just new ones, all right. investors, right? Uh, they greedy. So when they go hire the contractor, they're trying to get the cheapest price for everything. And you're going to get the, you're going to get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're literally, if you're the cheapest, so I always tell people I'm not the cheapest on, on anything. I'm not necessarily investor friendly. Um, especially when investors weren't smart. Um, right. And how they bought, you know what I'm saying? If they were smart in how they bought, they bought it at the using right. the 65 percent, then they could probably uh, work with me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as where my rates are, mm, you got to be careful, man. Yeah. Just you can't try to pay uh, pe- uh, peanuts to your contract. Right. You got to make sure they're taken care of so they can take care of you, so you can go. Uh, y'all can do this again. Cheapest a headache. Yeah. If you if you buy if you buy a suit that has to be like you go buy a suit and you got it at a huge discount 
but it has everything has to be tailored on mm-hmm. it from the cuffs to the fitting to every single thing and you only brought it because it was cheap and then you see another suit that the tailor is actually selling now they say okay i can just touch it up to your style but i already got it cut a certain way it's a huge difference right Mm -hmm. so it's it's you got to navigate through that and you're gonna probably you're gonna honestly you're gonna take some l's with some contractors Mm -hmm. and then if you got like other partners, not meaning partners that's loaning the money, but if you got other investor partners, y'all doing this together and y'all can't agree on who the contractor's gonna be and y'all got different mindsets, that can be a disaster mm-hmm. too. So then you be calling Shaka or mm-hmm. um Mark or somebody mm-hmm. to finish it or, you know, yeah, contractors. You go double pay. I get a, so I love the investor that comes. I get it all the time. Right. The investor that went and paid somebody else first. Well, they may have came and asked me for a quote. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I I went out and gave them a quote, which I hate doing. I hate, yeah. You know what I mean? You um, don't charge for your quotes. I do. I just okay. I started, but I don't even want the money. It's not worth the. It's not worth the hassle. Like quoting is the most difficult part of construction. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause you can lose your ass. Like, if you quote too high, you're not going to get the job. You right. quote too low, you're going to lose money. You get what I'm saying? So you got to know what you're doing quoting, and you got to be very detailed, and right. that takes a lot of time. People right. don't understand it. They be like, can you just give me a quote right quick? No, yeah, I can't no give you quick. a quote right quick. Uh, <laughs> not for those size jobs. Yeah. Right. Man, that shit is a, a full fucking remodel. That's why I don't deal right. with investors like that. Um, but what was that saying? <laughs> I was, what was I saying? You were saying about the quotes and the, the costs and everything. Yeah. Um, and they'll use your quote and go get somebody else. Oh, yeah. Oh, so then they come back. So they go get somebody else to do the work. And then right. they did shitty work. And then they want to bring me back in. Yeah. Well, all you got to do is do this, this, and this. No, that ain't all I got to do. I got to tear all so this that, shit out. Right. And then I got to okay. charge you what I was going to So now I got to charge you to tear the shit out and to put it back in. But now they want to pay me. Because yeah. now they under time crunch. Like house, you know what I'm saying? So now you're taking an L where you should have right. came um, with the um, bid in the first place. All right. So the the areas where you do not want to cut corners at, one is the roof. Yeah. Right? So even if you don't use like a GC, you want to use a licensed roofer and spend the money. Now, you can get two or three roofing bids. You get a licensed roofer. And usually their bids going to come in within, what, 10% of each other? If I'm calling like um, licensed roofers that are like in a certain area, oh, right. you know how they yeah. advertise. Yeah, they're gonna in the be. Area. Yeah, they're gonna be near. You gonna mm-hmm. all right? So you get your roofing. If you're doing framing, any type of framing, do not cut corners. You can get a different person to do the drywall, but the framing is important because if you put up drywall on bad framing, it's gonna turn out terrible. So framing, what else you think? Nothing. You can't cut corners on well, nothing. Well, no, the I'm only saying thing, when I'm... I'll tell you, the only thing you can cut a corner on is... Uh, you can't even cut a corner, but you can save money by mm-hmm. taking your ass in there and doing your own demo, right. your own clean-out. Uh, you might... If you can... You may be able to um, save some money doing paint, but there's nothing else in the house that you can cut corners on. Like, well, I'm not... some deep discounts on cabinets and... Yeah, I'm not talking uh, about cutting corners shit, as so far as... Um, I'm not talking about cutting corners as far as, like, the cost. I'm talking about, like, maybe you want to do some of the work, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Now, you can put your own toilet in, right? Mm-hmm. But I would highly, unless you're a professional, yeah. if you're a professional to that level, you probably wouldn't be hiring a contractor. But things like roofing, don't try to do it yourself. 
Don't try to do the framing yourself. Don't try to use a handyman to do roof work, drywall. framing, uh, drywall. You can use Shit. a handyman to put Towel. in a toilet. You can use a handyman to put in a sink or replace a sink. So you have your handyman or do-it-yourself stuff, mm -hmm. but the stuff I'm talking about that you absolutely want to hire a professional for is the roof, framing, your HVAC, Drywall. your electrical. Electrical Dude. is big because people would be like, oh, I put in a new panel, or this guy, I got a guy, he said he can put in a new panel for me, but you got all these double taps, you don't have to, everything's messed up, mm -hmm. right? So it ain't going to pass inspection. I mean, I don't, even small stuff, though, or what you might consider small, like paint, I would mm -hmm. say you need a professional for that as well because you go through hiring professionals for all this other stuff, and then you get down to the paint and you feel like you're going to do it yourself, and now it looks like you did it yourself. But yeah, <laughs> people can paint. So painting is one of those things where the difference between a professional, so the other stuff, so the difference between a professional and a, uh, a do-it-yourselfer and what he talking about right. is you can... Is safety drastic like you can no i mean you or, can see the difference right right i'm saying a professional and a and a uh homeowner can paint and you had the same look like i've seen people who paint their own house mm -hmm. they do just as good as a, a professional did it right but not in the same amount of time so right time yeah. you might be talking about a homeowner i'm talking about as an investor like i don't want to hire somebody for my flip that doesn't you know i'm just saying painting is yeah. one of those things that Somebody, you know, you don't have to be like, you know, you know, you don't have to be like an expert to paint. Now, you, the experts are going to do it quicker, but you can you can get away with painting your own house. If if you if you trying to get like creative and you got two colors and all of that, if you're painting and you got like a clean slate of drywall, you don't mm -hmm. have to mud and scrape. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fix any um, any deficiencies in the wall. You can paint yourself, right? Yeah. But if you if you got like if you got plaster and all this other stuff and you didn't do like a complete demo, then you might want to go ahead and hire a professional. I'm telling you, the only thing right. I think you can those are the only two areas um, is clean out, and yep. you can you know clean out paint and then clean up the the after post construction cleanup. Other than what oh, you about, can do your yard. What about right. your pill and stick tile? Like if you just putting tile down in the bathroom. Like I a mean, half bath. Uh, it just like depends a... on how how good the individual is. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like if yeah, I guess you could hire a handyman, but it's gonna look like a handyman job. You know, even that's different. You know right. what I mean? Professionals make your stuff look professional. Right. Yeah. All right. That's a huge difference. All right, I'm stuck. Not literally, but how do you <laughs> not get stuck in the flip? Uh, how, yeah, how do you avoid it? Or how do you get stuck and how do you avoid it? So to explain that to a lot of people is when she say stuck, we meet a lot of investors. They're like halfway in, but they they ran out of money, right? Or they're a third of the... They just ain't finished the project. Mm -hmm. And then the worst, the worst situation to be in is right when you demoed the house. If you ran out of money or your contractor left... That's the absolute worst because if you brought a house that that was somebody was living there, but it just needs updates and everything like that, it's possible at that moment you go in and you clean the house up. Um, it, at that moment, you can probably still sell that house on a retail market, right, and break even. Sometimes at a profit, depending on what you brought it for. Once you demo that house, you just lost all value at that moment. 
right? Because the average investor, unless they actually know the real numbers, they can come in and finish the project, but you lost all your ability to sell it on a retail market. So you need to hurry up and get over that hurdle to where you got the house prep. Maybe you don't have all the toilets in and fixtures in, but you got the drywall up. It's ready to be painted and finished, right? Maybe you don't have all the flooring down, but it's stripped, sanded. You got drywall up, so you need to paint fixtures and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Now you can now you can sell it again, but yeah, getting stuck in those projects is hard because. Um, people don't see the value in it no more. And then everybody think you're desperate, too. Mm -hmm. And what you are. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> minute. Yeah. Right. But uh, how do you not get stuck? Well, by going in with a game plan. I think they're yep. getting stuck because they didn't go in with a game plan. Um, they bought it too high. You know, because yep. you didn't have a game plan, you bought it too high. You didn't interview your contractors. Um, you, did, you don't have your money set aside. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, just got to be smart when you invest in. Can't you pay? You paid the wrong contractor too much up front. You can't win. They ran really. off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's a tough one right there. That's why I hate doing full house remodels, right? For investors, right? Because that is tough. Because a lot of invest, I mean, uh, a lot of people that are flipping, you know, they got burnt by doing that. Yeah, but I'm not stepping in your house. So this is the crazy thing. Normally, I don't even ask for draws for right. um, on stuff, but then now I'm. So you know how investors say that they got um, they stuck, right? We get stuck too. Yeah. So yep. I get in there and I'm doing all this work for people, and now it's time to get paid. And right. So and so they're not paying, or they don't have the money to pay. Right. You know what I mean? So right. now, so I used to didn't take draws all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just go in there and do what I had to do. But now, nope, uh, you're going to give me, I got a new thing that I'm doing, 50, 40, 10. 50% okay. now, 50% down. Right. And that's going to buy all your material. Right. Before right. I even start, you got to give another 40% uh, before I even start it. What you're going to have, and uh, a lot of investors don't want to do that because right. they've been, they been jilted, right? Right. But contractors get jilted the same yep. exact way. You get what I'm saying? And then I know they come back and they say, well, you have a, a recourse. You could just place a lien on the house. Right. Well, you can just take your ass to court and sue the uh, contractor then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we both have that. So we, right. you know what I mean? So uh, I'm just on the contractor side now where I'm just not, I don't have time to play with these investors. The problem with suing a contractor is some contractors are not collectible. Same thing with placing a lien on the house. You, you, but you uh, know, the house is there. You can get the house, not but then you, you second to that you, hard yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. You're not yep. getting no money. You might not get no yep. money. You know what I mean? We don't know how much the house is going to sell for, and they got a first lien. And I yep. got to sit around waiting on that. I don't have time for it. Yeah, but, so you just got to be serious. So now I'm only dealing with serious investors. Right. That's for real. And then they know I'm for real. Right. Uh, all those newbies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what if they newbies and they invest in their money right and they have uh, the proper if, if, education? If they going to come. So if so if they, if gonna, they gonna pay you how you want to oh, get paid. come on then. Yeah. yeah. We ain't got nothing to so, talk about. So I usually pay somewhere between 25 and 30%. Mm -hmm. down because I figure like I'm I'm not exp let's say I'm doing a you I need a roof kitchen all of this I'm not expecting you to buy all the materials for the entire house all at once mm -hmm. right so of course the first thing I want you to do is a roof but if I gave you 25% of the entire project 
you got enough for your roof materials and labor, right? So let's just say it's a not true. Let's say it's a let's say it's a fifty thousand dollar job. Okay, so right? twelve five. And mm-hmm. yep, and you doing a roof, and this is a bungalow like um, Fenton, right, mm-hmm. or something like that. You got a seven thousand dollar roof. I gave you twelve five, mm-hmm. right? And you finish the roof. You might go in and do some demo or some little small stuff in the house. Now you went through that twelve five. I come back with another twelve five. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So we're going like that. So this way, I'm never too far ahead. You not behind right Mm -hmm. and what i noticed that when i work with contractors like that sometimes they'll go so far in by the time i'm ready to give them that 12.5 i end up giving them 25 Mm -hmm. because they like they so far ahead of what i paid them because Mm -hmm. all right they brought the materials for the roof but they went out and got the paint and some other stuff mm-hmm. that they needed. They start doing the electrical mm-hmm. and they just rolling. And I come through and then it's like, okay, instead of twelve five, I give them twenty or twenty five. That's typical so, for a, a good contractor. Right. So a good contractor is gonna be exactly what you're saying. Right. The problem is that all the investors aren't like you. Right. You know what I mean? They don't come and pay. They don't see that and then and then pay. Mm-hmm. So right. I hear you. Right, but as a on a, you know from the contractor defense, uh, I can't I, I wouldn't be able to trust a lot right. of investor new investors. So part of it is relationships. Yeah. That's what you're saying. All, All of right. it. Yeah. I mean, but like it's, it is hard to find like a contractor that you can trust. I know, like back when I was first doing flips, I used to spend a lot of time in the store, a lot of time at Home Depot because I got to go. I'm spending ten thousand dollars. Like that's a long ass day mm-hmm. in Home Depot no, buying material. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ten thousand dollars to get your project started or whatever it is. You know, giving the contractor look kind of like more so on your payment plan. Like, right. you know, I'll get because you know you you scared somebody might run away. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll give you a little bit to get, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you ain't gonna run out with my money. You know why? So, because that's who y'all using. You using Pookie and Ray Ray? No, I wasn't using Pookie and Ray Ray back then. <laughs> look, man, a, look, hold, hold <laughs> up, hold up, hold up. Then hold why up. you scared of him running away with it's, your money? Hold because up, it's about. It's about accountability. Mm-hmm. And so when I used to do my projects, I had a time frame. If you tell me that you can get it done in eight weeks, I'm going to probably, in my in my mental contract, put you on about 12 weeks. But you best believe I'm going to be doing all my time checks because I want to make sure we on your eight-week schedule, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I, I want to make sure the project gets done. You don't take no vacations, like whatever it so, is. So what I'm saying, you you you're definitely using Pookie and Rayway because if you hire, um, yeah. uh, no, I'm just I mean, I'm, I'm just giving you an example. So if you hire uh, Joe Smo, um, box, uh, construction company, right? Like, like a legitimate, which you would consider a legitimate construction company, right? And um, are you gonna get, do that same thing to them? Is that how you're gonna pay them the same way? Half down and half no, no, later like, or like how you just no, whatever. No, how you just described it. You just described that you will give them a little bit to get started, and you know what I mean. But you you're not gonna give them too much because you want to make sure they don't run away with the money. No, you're not gonna do that. Yeah, no, it's like my closet. I have another closet on order, and mm-hmm. do you think I paid them in full right now? No, they're yeah. not paid in full. When they come in and install my closet, they'll be paid. No. That's not true. <laughs> so, 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 me, so the, they got some money down to hold my so, pricing. So the the construction company ain't gonna come to your house. Like if you so if you if somebody's doing go get a a, a quote from a kitchen or bath company, right? And um, think you're gonna pay them the way that you're describing. You're not getting the job done by them. 
They're not. They're not going to yeah, do their job. Yeah, most flippers right. are not using the people that Home Depot are sending out for. So, yeah. So, My the people point. that I was using, they weren't Pookie and Ray Ray because they definitely wasn't what we describe as that. But it was somebody that I had long-standing relationship with and it worked for a really long time. It, and it worked really good. It's a way, like they, just like Reggie said in his scenario, his contractor was happy. My contractor was happy. I was sound happy. Sound like you didn't trust him because though. there was accountability. Well, it sound like you didn't. Tr- you just so I'm just nobody. going. I'm just going off of what you said. So it sound like <laughs> you life is changing. Like, you got to make yeah. sure you cover yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But both ends though. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I it's got to be both sides. Okay, though. but nobody um, argued you on that. No. I'm, what I'm what I'm doing is making the point. So I'm saying that if you're, it's because you're doing that because you don't trust the individual. That's the only reason you're doing it. Is you yeah, don't, you're, you're saying you, you wanna, you're protecting yourself, right? right? And I'm saying that's because of the individual that you're doing business with. Because if you were doing business with uh, this company, you wouldn't feel that same way. You wouldn't be saying those same things. You wouldn't say, oh, I got to protect myself because you feel like you're protected for, for some reason, yeah, right? Part of, but part of what you're paying for, part of the cost, um, I think Marcus said it best, when you hire a good contractor that... Sometimes you're paying people to not run off with your money. Yeah. Right? Because yes. when you got the big, like the commercial franchise company, typically investors don't call them. They're more suited for homeowners mm-hmm. that want to do a kitchen remodel, a bath remodel, and there's a premium for that. But most investors, again, we're trying to get it cheaper. So you're not hiring a big box company. You're hiring a small business um, contractor, or you hiring a handyman, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about? Um, I know some investors they want to buy the materials and then just pay the contractor for the labor. That used to be me. Yeah, but do you do you <laughs> do you let the contractor say, "Hey, here's the SKU number, pick this up and have it here by this date, and then I work," or do you just go pick out what you want? I don't like doing that because. I've had times where I picked out the wrong thing or the contractor say, well, since you brought this to me, I got to do it like this now. And it ended up being more work and costing mm-hmm. me more than just letting the contractor go get the right drywall. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't know that you mm-hmm. need the right drywall. Mm-hmm. Hell, you need to. I brought um, the cabinet hinges. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was. I thought I was just going to replace the hinges that was there and I got back and they didn't. They ain't yeah. even close, That's another right? expense that investors don't understand. Going right. to Home Depot, getting picking out your material, right? Or Lowe's, we're not gonna get Home Depot. Or whoever, to going, <laughs> yeah, go to whoever, wherever you're going to get your material right. and picking it out is a job, and it yeah. costs money. Yeah, you know what and I'm saying. Time. Yeah. Uh, so I have, um, I, I have a, a investor that he always wanted. He this is one of the ones I'm talking about that right. you know he. Probably listen to us too, but it don't matter. He know I'm talking about him. Um, he he always uh, try to do that buy the material. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not coming right. to do your job because I'm not sitting there. I'm not having my guy sit up there waiting on you to do the phone sale. Right. Or if we got to take something back, or we got to go buy something small. You know right. what I mean? I don't have time for that. And then you know? it becomes yeah. a matter of the quality of the materials you brought, yeah. or the amount you might you probably didn't buy enough because you estimated like mm-hmm. oh I'm a, I'm only going to get five boxes of tile because they say it should be this and this and that but you're not figuring out how you got to cut the mm-hmm. tile you probably needed an extra box now the contractor laid all the tile and they short 
Now they got to wait on you to go get the other box. Then you get there and they like, oh, this this um this model or this uh tile is discontinued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not because you bought so, the, you bought the stuff the in the middle of the floor. Though. Like I saw, well, I got away from it. I used to just would go. Okay, when we going to the store? Okay, right. I meet you there, and I gotta, you know, while they shop and yeah. get all of the stuff they need. I mean, it taught me stuff. Just how expensive, you know, yeah. and it didn't be like the big stuff, like how y'all be like, oh yeah, the sheets of drywall and then the the vanity. It'd be like all the little plastic pieces, the cabinet yeah. screws, the tape, the this, the that. You by the time pieces. you get done buying all that shit, you be like, oh my god. Another thing, don't count the contractor's money, right? right? So like, yes. I'll go. I might see tile at Home Depot for X amount of dollars per square foot, right? The contractor may go to like a supplier type store or contractor only store and get it for a dollar or two less per square foot than what I'm getting it for. And investors would be like, oh, well, you save money, but you still charge me this. No, I was able to get that discount because I'm able to go to this store. Maybe they got to pay a membership or something to be part of that store. You got Who knows? Yeah, you got... Or you got to buy and bought mm-hmm. to be to buy from that store, and you got to be licensed. It's a number of reasons they're getting that discount, but a lot of investors would be like, "Well, they only paid this for that, but they charged me this." It's like, look, just focus on the big number that you paying overall. If your profit still works, then make it happen. There it is. Yeah, but a lot of times people account count the contractor's money, but. There, there's two things that come up when you're dealing with contractors. There's a resentment factor, and there's the pest factor. I call it. these two are important. The resentment factor is, yeah, you beat up on a contractor. You got two or three bids, and you came back and you said, okay, you wanted 45, but can you do it at 38? And a contractor may be a little bit desperate and say, oh, just to do business with you, I'll do it for 38. Somewhere, somewhere, probably about <laughs> two to three weeks in, and you coming over to the property every other day, like, oh, you missed a spot, and you did this. That contractor's gonna resent you, and that job is gonna take two to three months longer. I guarantee you, <laughs> right? Yes. Because for one, they not making any money mm-hmm. on it. They did it to build a relationship with you. But you making a relationship hard, just like in any other relationship. If you make it hard for people to deal with you, they're going to resent even being in business with you. Then two, the pest factor, just get a deposit, let them do their work, come back when it's time to pay them. Don't be over there every day looking at it. It ain't changed. Mm-hmm. Just go just go over there every now and then, or unless it's a security issue or something like that. You don't have to go by that house every day. You're getting in the way. And being be realistic, pest. the realistic <laughs> yeah. factor, right? They be like, yeah, I want to get this house. I, I got investors come now. They say, we're going to flip, do the uh, flip in 60 days. They don't got a crew. Yeah. You're not doing your flip in 60 days, nah. subbing everything out. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Unless you just, yeah, unless you got a really, unless you got me. You know. The, you got the only time you really should be checking on a contractor like that is if they like, behind schedule by like several mm-hmm. weeks like we dealing with one now it's like man you keep telling us um you'll be done in two weeks and ain't nobody been at the house in two, two days yep. mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but you got you got two weeks worth of work but you ain't been here in two days now you're gonna be two weeks and two days doing the job 
So, yeah, sometimes you do have to check up on them. But if they over there working, you see the guy doing the roof, don't start asking about, oh, when y'all going to start on the kitchen? They doing the roof. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let them do that first. And just be realistic, too, because um, so I'm not going to be on your job every single day right. unless you paying me a hell of a premium. Right. I have other jobs scheduled um, within your job. As long right. as I hit my my deadlines and my time frames, then leave me alone. Right. Right. Um, but no, you should. I think John Graham was talking about that. You know, what I mean, he he's realistic in his expectations of the contract. Right. Like, no, nah, you know, I may go over there, and uh, you may not see the person over there for two days. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then you might go over there the next five days, and they they've been there five days in a row. Right. You know what I mean? So you just gotta have real deadlines. When I first started investing, I knew nothing about construction right. at all, like zero. Like I, um, I knew nothing at all. I didn't start learning about construction until uh, 2013. When uh, actually a little bit before then, like 2010, but 2013 when I started my construction company. Um, but what I used to do is what you just described. I let the professionals be the professional. Right. If we, if the numbers work for me. Right. Uh, then I'm not, I don't care how much money they make. I don't right. care how much they get material for. Uh, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? If if I said thirty thousand, if they made twenty five and they got my stuff done, you know yeah. what I mean? And the number worked for me, I was cool with it. Right. Uh, you know, get my work done in a timely fashion that fits my uh, formula, then I'm good. Right. That's where people make the mistake at. They are trying. People always they're trying to learn. Your job, which yep. is it's, it's cool, but you just got to do it a certain way. Right. You know what I mean? You can't be in the way. Yep. So one more thing, though. So what do you think? Should everybody set a deadline with their contractor, and what should be the penalty for not meeting that deadline? Yes, I think uh, deadlines are realistic, as long as they're realistic deadlines. Right. And then y'all got to negotiate whatever the penalty is going to be. Right. So what if it's... What if the contractor say, I can get this job done in three months? Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, if it goes to four months, do you get, do you think a discount is fair? I do. I think it's something, you know, it's depending right. on why. If it's the contractor fault that it happened. Yeah. Right. Now, would you, could, I'm in favor of doing this, but when I talk to investors, they think I'm crazy. So let's just say it's a three month project. Mm -hmm. Everybody that bid it told you this was a three month um, project. And, would you give an incentive if they finish early? Should I do like, it? I tried it all the time. That yeah. don't work all. I mean, I used to, like, I used to almost tell somebody, I'll pay you double. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, right, right, you come and do this, I'm going to give you double. They still not going to get it done yeah. on in, in the time. Right? Yeah, I, I've given some <laughs> contractors. I said, if you can finish this a month early, yeah. I'll give you. Because a month early means one less payment mm -hmm. I got to make. So whatever I'm saving, I'm willing to fork over to the contractor. How often has that worked for you? So you said you've done it? I, I've only had it happen twice. Where they actually where they, did it? Yeah, and okay. they was in there. And it was just fortunate. Like, I was the only job they had of that mm -hmm. size. Mm -hmm. All the other stuff they was doing was, like, small jobs. Yep. But it, it don't work. But either way, it's still an incentive in case they're in a position where they can run through it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the issue I run into with that. So I, I'll give them that. Right. And then uh, they'll come back in that time frame. It's not 100% done. And what they say, oh, where, yeah. where my bonus at? Yeah. Right. 
You still not done. You yeah. still gotta do it. Yeah, but that's just, you know, that's just little this. stuff. Yeah, yeah no, uh, you know what I'm saying? You no. gotta make it clear. Like I'm Now they mad. Now they resent you. The crazy thing is yeah. the contractors are a little bit different in the in the head. They creative, they artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so they think different. Right. But uh no, that's I'm that ass serious. They they got a different thought process. But um, so that's another reason why I stopped doing it, because every single time I give that incentive. They still, even when they don't hit the mark, they still right. come back like, well, "Here's my bonus," and then you be like, "Bro, you didn't, you didn't earn the bonus." Nah. Now they mad at you, right? You know, they think you. Like Dummy, you don't have to come back over here. Yeah. No, I need that whole punch list done. Yeah. Exactly. All right, guys, that is a wrap. 